0: What's going on ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back into another episode of the 610 Podcast. I am your host, Jay Hollihan, and I'm back here on this Thursday afternoon. It's game day for the Birds. Excited tonight for week two. Um, big home opener. But on this episode, we will be talking about the Philadelphia Phillies only able To salvage one game against the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves get to celebrate their 6th NL East championship in a row. Um, We'll talk about that a little bit. But we mainly will focus on the Phillies having an opportunity to split the series. And even had a shot to win the series against the mighty Braves um you know I really think that this team we'll we'll talk about you know kind of the what went wrong but I really want to get into I really think this team has just mentally is especially yesterday it seemed like they were mentally drained the offense was mentally drained um You know, uh, that was kind of the issue, and I think that had to do with the previous couple of games, right? Like, you look at, you know, on Friday, the Phillies unable to beat the Marlins. Then Sunday, they were unable to hold a lead. And then Monday, the bullpen and Taiwan Walker, you know, every time the Phillies' offense came back to tie the game, they'd give the lead up the next half inning. Tuesday, you know, if I'm... You know, on the outside looking in right now, I think there may be some issues going on within that Phillies clubhouse where guys are a little ticked off uh, with other guys not pulling their weight. I mean, if I'm Bryce Harper, he out of anyone, you know, he has the right entry turner to say, this is ridiculous. I'm putting us in positions to win these games. I'm giving it my all the last week or so. And from the bullpen to guys hitting behind me, they're not carrying their weight. If I was Harper, I would be very, very irked. Now, do I I have any factual information to back that up? No, so don't quote me on it. But as we're moving forward, it wouldn't surprise me to hear of some issues going on in there of maybe, you know, Harper having to to come in and say something or or Schwarber or, or You know, Reese Hoskins, you know, and I know Reese isn't playing, but among one of the captains and leaders on the team, having to say something. Actually, I don't think the Phillies even have any um, designated captains. But with that being said, three out of these four games were very, very, um, and I don't like to use the term winnable because any game's winnable. But you really had a shot there in each game. I mean, you think about game one, and this is against a really good club. The the Braves are really good. And everyone that's—the Braves are my favorite to win the World Series right now. They're my favorite to win the World Series. Um, I just don't see how this team doesn't. Their lineup is incredible. One through, you know, nine, they've got guys that can hit in different spots. You got obviously the MVP in Ronald Acuna Jr., and then Ozzy Albie's, who's a great you know contact hitter, average hitter. Austin Riley, who's a big power threat, and then Matt Olson, who if it wasn't for Ronald Acuna Jr. having the season he's having, Matt Olson should be the MVP. Marcel Azuna, who's a veteran that you know possesses some pop. Um, Sean Murphy, who's one of the top catchers, and then his backup is Travis Darno who's just as solid as ever. Michael Harris II, who was the rookie of the year last year. I mean, this is a very, very dangerous, brave squad. And, you know, in this first game, that was on full display as Taiwan Walker struggled. Tywan Walker, I don't know what it is, and I don't know, it's not just him. It's every single Philly starting pitcher um, of late, uh, probably aside from Zach Wheeler, Ever since they've gone to a six-man rotation, it just seems like they're thrown off. I don't know if they're thrown off rhythm or whatever it is. So everyone really from Zach Wheeler and Aaron Nola, who's just been terrible all year, it just seems like something's wrong there. Something's just not right. But regardless, you know, the Phillies came back down 2 nothing. They tied it up 2-2. They gave up the lead again it's 5-2. They come back um, to get within a run. Then the Braves make it an 8-4 game. And then Trey Turner's heroics, and obviously Bryce Harper's heroics, tied it up at 8-all. And then Jose Alvarado gives it up the next half inning. Two runs, and the Phillies can't get back. And this was game one of a doubleheader. They come back game two, and they were able to uh, get a win in game two. A a very, very, um, you know, I would say an angry Phillies squad. It looked like in the first inning they put up four runs on Kyle Wright. And they gave uh, Matt, Michael Lorenzen the lead, and I thought he pitched well. Aside from Matt Olson's homer, which was literally a golf swing, that could you—that's an unhittable pitch. He tied him up. He did everything he could. Matt Olson is just a beast, and I'm giving the Braves credit as they deserve. And I know I'm sounding like you know a Braves fan here, but listen, that is a very, very good baseball team over there. It's a very, very good baseball team. That is a World Series championship club over there in Atlanta. I mean, that's just the way I see it. So the Phillies were able to salvage game two. I thought the bullpen did a better job. Gregory Soto, um, I thought that okay, he made some mistakes. Jeff Hoffman looked great. Matt Strom did well. And Craig Kimbrell looked strong, able to get a Cunha. Um, and then it was on to Game 3. In this game, I mean, I was ticked off. You know, yet again, I same thing Game 1. I had to cut the TV off and then just, like, take a couple minutes to just kind of gather myself and then come back and continue on putting myself through, through hell um, watching this. And, you know, down 6-1, um, Zach Wheeler. I was really hoping to see Zach Wheeler just pitch his butt off but, you know, Matt Olsen, again, a pitch that's down in the zone and away, and he just cranks it to left field. I, I don't know. I, you just kind of got to shake your head like, are you kidding me? Again with this guy? Um, he's unbelievable. So the Phillies find themselves down 6-1. Uh, Acuna sent a bomb to the Lishio's Bakery sign. I don't even – I. Don't even know what else to say more about Ronald Acuna Jr. He's just, I thought he was a really, you know, I thought he was a solid player. He's exceeded um, expectations as now he is a tremendous, I mean, among, he was already considered among the best in baseball, but now he has cemented himself as like literally probably... The top player. I mean, it's too bad you know Shohei got hurt and yada yada yada. But Acuna is the best player, bar none. Trey Turner and Bryce Harper. I mean, Harper hit a solo homer, then Bryce and stop stopped with a two run bomb. Then we go to the ninth and Iglesias is in, and Trey Turner got back in the count down 0-2, got it to a full count, and then cranks one to deep left. Ties the game up at six. Alec Boehm with a single. Harper with a single. Still no outs. And for whatever reason, J T. Realmuto can't make contact. And I know everyone wants him to bunt, but J T. Realmuto is not a guy I want bunting. You know, number one, I've never seen him bunt. And I know it's you know well that's winning baseball. That's how you know you got to move the runners over. If JT would have made contact and just sent one, you know, even, um, you know, a sack fly to right or, you know, whatever it may be, taking a pitch. I mean, he did a terrible, that was a terrible at-bat by JT. He's done a great job all year catching, but, and he really, really does a good job quarterbacking pitchers. I mean, he does an excellent job leading them through games and leading them through, through, um, you know, when you watch him, he does a great job of calming pitchers down. I really, really love watching JT's defense. His offense, if he's on, it's great. You know, he's got a great swing. You know, when he hits a homer, I mean, you know, you you want to be there to see it because he doesn't hit a ton of them. But you know, I I really wished he wouldn't have gone down swinging because then it came up to then it was up to Nick Castellanos, and he just first pitch. You knew that Iglesias. I mean, he wasn't going to give him anything to put up in the air, and Nick couldn't get it up there and ground it out into a double play. And then it was like, okay, that's game. You knew that was the game because with the Braves offense, they came right back. And I know in that count, in that at-bat to Rosario, it was, I think, 0-2, and JT wanted it low and away, but Craig missed a spot completely and threw it in. And if you watch it on Statcast, on the if you are watching the broadcast, that was strike three. Home plate umpire botched it, missed it completely because he saw JT setting up low and away. Uh, Edwin Mos- Moscoso—I don't want to botch his last name, but anyways, whatever. That bum—he missed the strike three call because JT set up low and away and it was in borderline pitch, and the guy just goes, "Oh, well," because I am going to assume that he called it low and away and he missed so i'm going to assume it's a ball which is not how you should do that and that leads me to believe these guys don't even know what the strike zone is like no wonder they're talking about replacing you guys with robots get out man um anyways the phillies then last night i mean you just knew that they were spent it did not surprise me that they didn't win that game um it's a bummer you know, to say the least, but, you know, Christopher Sanchez, I thought that all he could really to keep the offense in it. I mean, he looked seven and a third, and it has me wondering why Rob let him go seven and a third, but he didn't want him to go seven and a third game one against the Marlins last Friday. It just doesn't make any sense to me. The Braves go on to win four to one. They capture the sixth year in a row, their NL East title. I mean, congratulations, you know, I guess is in order for that club. It's amazing to watch what they've been able to do. And listen, everyone that's critiquing Citizens Bank Park of doing that, putting the flashing the NL East championship on the board, the Astros did that to us last year. And I get it. It's, you know, your NL East rival, but you got to kind of do that. I mean, I think that's just kind of Something maybe Major League Baseball pushes, you know, don't quote me on it, but I feel like that might be. Um, But in all this, all the commotion, the Phillies got so lucky that they didn't get caught. The Cubs lost their series to the Rockies, um, which was unbelievable. You know, I had my eye everywhere. The Diamondbacks won their first game, but as I'm recording this, they are down 6 nothing to the Mets. 7 nothing. excuse me, to the Mets. And I believe they would, if they lose today, they would drop 3 out of 4 to the Mets. And then you got the Marlins, who dropped 3 out of 4 to the Brewers. And the Reds just lost today to the, to the Tigers. And the um, Giants... I actually think they won their series against the Guardians, but you know you can, you know it's just a surprise that the Phillies somehow, some way, managed to yet again escape unscathed after dropping a series. Because as bad as the Phillies have been struggling of late, you know, thankfully they haven't lost that top wild card spot yet. Because if it continues this way, they will. I mean, this is like September all over again the previous couple years. And I thought this team was different this year. I thought after making the postseason last year, okay, you know, we made the postseason. We're confident. We know what we need to do to make it. We know how we need to play to make it. They're screwing around. The bullpen last year, I remember going into games, you know, before, um, you know, in the spring and with that bullpen and how bad it was and how if you were never sure, you were never too confident going into the ninth with the lead, or in late innings with the lead, they just continued to you know, shoot themselves in the foot. And I remember being so anxious and so nervous going into those late innings. I was kind of hoping this year would be different. And for the most part, it was throughout the summer. Now it's the opposite. Now I can't trust the bullpen guys. And before it used to be you couldn't trust... The bullpen guys, we could trust the starting pitching. Now you can't even trust them. You can't trust any pitching with the Phillies right now. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous what we're seeing. And, you know, I don't think you can really fault Rob that much for it because it's like these are the guys that he has put in different scenarios that he feels confident in. These are, you know, and guys that... He likes in these situations that he should feel confident in sir anthony dominguez he should feel confident having sir anthony going up against a favorable you know two out of three guys he's about to face are righties and he should feel confident with that um going in that approach you know with that being on his side for whatever reason sir anthony dominguez and you hear them talk about it all the time on post game live or you hear about it on the broadcast he's got great stuff But for whatever reason, he's just not confident in it right now. You've got Jose Alvarado, who looks like his 2021 self, where he's just all over the place with the ball. I mean, again, poor JT has to catch that crap and slide. I mean, you watch him. He blocked one ball the other night. Alvarado threw it right in the dirt, came up, skipped up, and just banged off JT's chest. And it's like... You know, I mean, just completely, I mean, the guy could just put his arms behind his back and just block it with his chest at that point because it just, like, why even use your glove? Um, and Craig Kimbrell, who's been wonky, but, you know, I mean, that's why I don't really get on JT's offense because the guy is a gamer and the guy is tough as nails. So there's that as well. You got to factor in his defense, um. But the starting pitching, it's been all over the place, and tomorrow night, so let's get into now, we head to St. Louis, game one, Apple TV, good lord, it's Aaron Nola on the bump, Um, last start against St. Louis, he was solid, but this guy is like, you know, you don't know what you're getting, I mean, you know, 80% out of the time it's crap, the other 20%, it's wow, he can actually do it, and he just stinks this year for whatever reason. Um, but he'll be starting game one, going up against Zach Thompson, who has a 406 ERA. Thompson, who's a young pitcher, um, I believe, that the Cardinals called up this season, I would assume. But, um, or actually, I think he was pitching mostly out of the pen. But now he's starting um some more games and getting more innings. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. I mean, I, I really hope the Phillies offense can put behind them last night's game and just move forward. Because right now, in my opinion, you could be in position for a big collapse offensively because some of these guys, I mean, if I'm Bryce Harper, he has the right to be like You know, I want to make it to the postseason, but you guys need to start carrying your weight. I mean, I know Castellanos was doing a great job earlier in the season, but suddenly he's just hit the snooze bar. So, you know, I think, and it's nerve-wracking, right? I mean, Trey Turner, how long can he really stay hot? I mean, it's great that he's hitting like this, but it sucks because they're not winning games. Bryson Stott, I think, you know, hopefully maybe that big home run can pull him out of his... Uh, mini slump. Alec Bohm needs to get going. I mean, Alec Bohm just seems to be, you know, he's having a lot of 0 for 4 nights. Kyle Schwarber's cooled off uh, a little bit. I mean, you know, he's now hitting surprisingly above the Mendoza line. (laughs) Like, my goodness. Um, And Brandon Marsh, we need to see him be a little bit more consistent up there uh, and, you know, need to get this offense back going. I, I say back going, but I mean, they're, you know, they need to continue what they've been doing. Let me put it that way, because they've been solid, but they need to just continue that. Saturday, so we're off of the uh, ridiculous Apple TV game. Saturday, it's going to be Ranger Suarez on the bump, back after injury. You know, he struggled there against Miami. Hopefully, he can just build off that, build off those innings, and continue moving forward in the right direction. And he'll face Miles McCullus. Um, who the Phillies, I believe, saw earlier this season. Yeah, in the 7-2 to loss. That was the first game um, of that three-game series. You know, they were able to get to him and able to get to the Cardinals. Hopefully, they do that again. Um, and then Sunday, it's going to be Taiwan Walker on the bump. And Taiwan Walker, good Lord. I mean, flip a coin with him. He needs to get it together. And this is where Caleb Cotham... I really don't know why he lets these guys just slump all of a sudden. They've been this pitching staff has been in a slump for the last month, and it it boggles my mind. I don't understand it. Um, and then he'll face uh, Dakota Hudson, who did a tremendous job against the um. I thought uh, against the Braves and the Pirates recently was able to get the win against the Braves. Um, struggled last time against the Phillies uh, in that game where they just were tearing the cover off the baseball. But, you know, now's not the time to have a letdown series. Um, and, And they talk about it all year. This is a resilient group. This is a resilient group. They have short memories. They have short memories. Okay, well, now you hit the road. You've screwed around enough. You need to get serious again. The whole team needs to get serious again. I think this is where Topper needs to hold a clubhouse meeting. I don't know if he's going to because, he, you know, I know he has a lot of trust in that clubhouse, and I think he does not want to, you know, really kind of step on anyone's toes, so to speak. But I think you have to. I mean, at this point, you have to do something. You're the head honcho. You are the leader of this clubhouse. You got to do something, Topper. You got to. So that's going to do it for me. Try to keep the episodes a little bit short here. I'll be back on later um, tonight to record the Philadelphia Eagles game against the Minnesota Vikings. I didn't give my prediction as to who wins the game in the preview the other day. I'm going with the Vikings. Eagles have too many injuries. Came to find out they have way too many injuries. You know, quote me on this after the game, and I'll be held accountable for it if the Eagles win it. But I'm just saying that's my prediction. I'll be back on to talk about... The Phillies um, series against the Cardinals Sunday. And then we'll preview yet another series against the Atlanta Braves down in Atlanta. Thanks everyone for tuning in, and I'll talk to you next time. Break me down.